Welcome back to Tipsy Tailgate Media. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And we're back, baby. Episode two of this new season. Um, we're in, obviously in different locations. I'm in Virginia. Ben? I'm still stuck in Hamden, Connecticut. <laughs> it's all right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do a collaboration in person uh, sometime soon. Uh, you... You know, we'll make it work. However, however it is, we'll make it work. But we're going to be talking week one NFL. We're back. All right. Thursday night football just happened. And we're ready for Sunday. That slate of games. What is it? Seven hours of commercial free football. Put that into my veins. That's all I want. And it's coming right now. We're about to give our week one picks and predictions and our favorite bets. So without further ado, Let's go and let's touch on first game, Texans, Ravens. Right now the Texans are opening up at nine and a half uh, point underdogs. The over-under is sitting at 40, 43 and a half. And the Ravens are uh, minus 486 uh, favorites to win, while the Texans are plus 370 um, as underdogs to win. So, Ben, what do you think about this game and what do you think – the outcome is going to be in terms of the betting outcome and uh, where would you put your money if you're going to put a bet on it? Yeah. um, I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. I think the Ravens are going to come out flying um, for two reasons. And that's, I think Lamar is really excited to get the season underway. And Mm -hmm. I also think that the Texans are a horrible team and they really, to me, they have no true direction other than slight defensive direction um, with their new coaching and, some of the talent that they've recently added on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I'm not a Stroud guy. I don't think he's anything special in particular. Um, I believe he only played one preseason game, um, which to me is a big mistake, not letting him get his feet wet at all. Um, but one uh, one bet that I love for this game, Odell Beckham Jr. touchdown. Huge prop bet guy. Um, I think Odell touchdown, I think it. I think it's a lock this week. You love Odell, but I love him. I mean, who doesn't love love Odell? Um, One thing to monitor with this is that we've got two player injuries to keep an eye out on for. One, actually, Marlon Humphrey, their best cornerback, is out of this game. And then on the other side of the ball, Mark Andrews, their tight end, probably their biggest weapon on that offensive side uh, outside of Lamar, is uh, questionable for this game. So we'll see what actually happens, who's in, who's out. I do agree with you that the Texans don't have much of a direction, but they're starting to build something that um, it's going to take a while. You know, you got the new head coach in there, D'Amico Ryan, former DC of the 49ers, and uh, people think that he's going to be good, and, you know, he might, but it all starts with turning around that defense. If you're a defensive guy like he is, they got Will Anderson in the draft, um, you know, did that trade up, which shocked everyone. You got Stroud and then Will Anderson. Uh, Anderson should be a dog out there. Uh, Stroud, I'm not as much of a believer in. Uh, I watch him play at Ohio State a lot, and he played with maybe the best receiving core in college football history, some may say, and uh, and didn't win a Heisman with that. Didn't, you know, didn't really really impress me every game like I thought he would, where like a guy like Joe Burrow, you know, with maybe just as good of a receiving core, you know, set yeah. the world on fire. So, yeah, um, through 60 I'm not a, <laughs> exactly. I'm not a huge believer on Stroud, but, you know, I think he'll be decent. 
Uh, I don't think it'll be awful. I, uh, in terms of nine and a half point favorites for the Ravens, I think that's a lot of points. For me, the Texans are a team that uh, always ends up crawling back late in games, at least under Davis Mills they did. So I'm not going to take the points. I'm going to say that uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the over at 43 and a half is in play. It's, uh, it's not my pick, but I'd say that's a, that's a chance there. And I think the Ravens are serious contenders like we talked about last week. So yeah. I do think that um, the Ravens take care of business here, even with the injuries. Yeah, the only, like you just said, injuries, the only reason I don't see, the only reason I wouldn't see, I uh, wouldn't see the Ravens covering the spread in this game is that you have a lot of pieces that haven't played together before playing together uh, for the first time. And obviously if Andrews is out, that's really the one yeah. security blanket that Lamar is extremely comfortable with and has played with over the last few years. So yeah, uh, if Andrews is out, I would I would strongly consider uh, picking the Texans to maybe cover in this game. Yeah, especially with all the new weapons in the offense, not having the reliable guy, possibly not having him in Andrews, that might hurt them. Uh, next game, Buccaneers, Vikings. Vikings are five-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is sitting at 46, and the Vikings are minus 238 uh, to win. Bucks are plus 195 underdogs. Uh, I think this game's actually going to be closer than people think. Uh, I'm not that high on the Vikings. In fact, I did have them last in the division, not because I think they're going to be terrible, just because I think that's how the division, you know, ends up falling out. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of conviction on the Lions, and we'll touch on that at the uh, a little bit later. But you know, they won their first game, and and I think the Bears are going to be impressive this year. And then I think the Packers are just a solid team, solid defense. Whereas the Vikings defense could be disastrous, could be bottom five this year, and they might be. Uh, and as good yep. as that offense is and the weapons, you need defense. So uh, I think that this game will be close. I think the Vikings do win, uh, but the Bucks will make it close. I'm not a big believer in the Bucks this year. I think they might finish bottom three in the NFL, but I do think they keep this one close. I think the Buccaneers actually win this game, Aiden. Um, oh, wow. As you just said, I, I think that the Vikings' defense is horrendous, and I think that Tampa Bay's offense actually has a really good chance of being pretty decent. I, I think that you know Baker Mayfield he isn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but he is good enough to to put up a lot of points any given week. So I think that he's going to mesh in well with Tampa. Whether or not that leads to, I don't think they'll be nearly as bad as you're saying. Um, in terms of maybe bottom three in the league. I think they'll be mm -hmm. far better than that. But uh, I have their floor at around 6-11. and 11. I, I, It's really not that bad of a floor. Um, no. for, from my perspective, I think that the Bucks have a chance to uh, surprise a lot of people. <laughs> it sounds kind of funny. I think they have a chance to surprise a lot of people and how little they suck. Um, <laughs> but I, I, would go right. with, I would go with Buccaneers' money line in this game. I think that's a good dog to take in week one. That is a good dog to take. Um, I respect that completely. Next game we're going to touch on. This is going to be a good game. Maybe game of the week. 49ers-Steelers. Uh, the Niners are catching two and a half points as the favorite, and the Steelers are two and a half point underdogs. The over-under is 41 and a half here, uh, and the Steelers are plus 110 underdogs. 49ers minus 130 favorites. You know, I think this game is going to be awesome. I'm really excited for this game. Uh, one of my favorite picks of the week is going to be, uh, I think I'm going under 41 and a half for this game. I just think 
this might be two of the top defenses in the entire league. Uh, they're both pretty much uh, fully healthy, I believe, on the defensive side. And it's going to be a good showdown between two young quarterbacks. Uh, one in which Kenny Pickett, I think, is very promising, could take a huge step up this year. And the other in Brock Purdy, who was very promising last year and has a lot to prove this year. So it's going to be an interesting game. I think both teams have great weapons, uh, but even better defenses. I think under 41.5 is a good bet. That's a bet that I will be taking. And I'm actually going to go with the Steelers here. I think the Steelers are going to be really good this year. I think uh, Niners are going to think it's just going to all come to them at once uh, this year, as it's done in years past. And I don't think it's going to do that necessarily. I think it'll take a little bit more. They're going to get hot maybe in a little bit uh, down the road. So I'm going Steelers here. I think it's going to be very close. I think plus 2.5 for the Steelers. I'd probably be all over that. Um, I might even say 49ers win this game, but Steelers cover, but I'm just going to go for it. Steelers win the game. Yeah, I honestly, I view this game as a pick em. Uh, I think it's extremely close, um, even though I, I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC, but I'm not taking anything away from Pittsburgh in this matchup. I think that Pittsburgh is m- maybe the most underrated team in the AFC, considering uh, the defense that they have, the head coach that they have, and honestly, uh, the development of Kenny Pickett, both what we saw during the season last year and what people have been talking about during this offseason, um, I mm-hmm. think the Steelers, we talked about this last episode, they could be a dark horse uh, playoff team. I, I think that sure. they have the For pieces sure. it takes. It just depends on, you know, whether the Ravens and the Bengals perform to their their level. Um, the Browns, obviously... Uh, have a pretty high ceiling as well, although I do think that they'll finish in fourth. Uh, but besides the fact, I, I think that the Steelers are going to give the Niners a run for their money, but mm-hmm. I do think that the Niners end up winning this game. Okay, so I, I think this is a good game. Um, maybe our game of the week uh, and yep. something to monitor. Uh, next game, Cardinals-Commanders. You've got the Cardinals who are making it pretty obvious they are in tank mode. Yeah. Um, pretty much as close as you could be to fully in tank mode. Great but, head coach, though. Fantastic head coach. What a motivator <laughs> that head coach is. That video was so funny. He uh, he <laughs> really embarrassed bus? himself. Who took a bus? He... Who drove? <laughs> who drove? What a loser. Like, who yeah, are no. you? I'm surprised they didn't fire him on the spot after that one. I, I would have just left. If I was on the Cardinals, <laughs> I would have gotten up, Taken my bag, taken my notebooks, and I would have left. I would have been out of there. I would have gone to the CFL. Could have forced a trade. <laughs> right on the spot. Honestly, that's embarrassing. I would have retired. I, I would not play for this guy. You're, you're really, like, honestly, honestly, maybe I'm looking, I'm no, you know what? I'm not looking too deep into this. NFL players put their safety, their health, and honestly, their lives on the line every Sunday, every Thursday, Sunday, Monday, that these guys take the field. They're in serious danger of getting seriously injured. And yeah. you're going to play for that guy? Hell no. No. No one's going to give a full effort. No no one's going to give a shit the whole season. That guy's a clown, and he has no business being a head coach in the NFL. That is embarrassing for the Arizona Cardinals to hire, not even, not only hire that guy, but release that video on social media. That's fucking embarrassing. Did you uh, see the quote he gave? He was like, he was like, yeah, it's my fault that we lost the Super Bowl last year, the Eagles. 
That's like me saying that. That's like me saying it was my fault that the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. You had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with it. Yeah, no one cares. Um, no one cares what you have to say. He's uh, I, I put a tweet a out actually. Who took a I buzz? put a tweet out actually that he's over two already and the season hasn't even started. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see where maybe he'll. Oh, and 19 or whatever. Oh, so, so in going into this, um, whatever the spread is for Washington to cover, hammer that. Um, there's no way that the Cardinals give them any kind of a fight. If the Cardinals give Washington any kind of a battle, I will retire from tipsy tailgate media. Forever. Oh my God. I will never return. I'll never return. Oh my God, if the man. commanders don't beat them by at least a touchdown, I'll never do another podcast again. I'll never do another podcast. So, Commander by seven or Ben retires. Or Ben retires. Because I'm not watching. Because honestly, if there's a league, if there's a professional sports league in which that guy can win games as a head coach, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to talk about it. So, honestly, if they win, fine. I'm out. I'm done. That's, uh, That's phenomenal, Ben. I love that. Okay. This guy's a clown. So with that being said, I do think Commander's minus seven is a solid bet. Um, They're minus 325 favorites uh, to win the game outright. I'm going Commander's by a million. And uh, I just don't really think that they're they're even that good. I don't even think that the Commanders are that good. I think they're a solid team. Defense has some pieces, but... Offense has a couple pieces as well. I don't know. I don't believe in Sam Howell yet. I got to see something. With that being said, it's just the opponent. You know, it's just who they're against. So that's one you watch. Coach, it's just the coach. He he's a he's a loser. If I saw that guy on the sidewalk, I'd call him a loser. I still respect. Yeah, no, him. he's he's bad. He's real bad. Um, this is this will be a little bit more of an entertaining game just because you get to watch those Jacksonville Jags. Going back out there, Jags, Colts, uh, Jags are minus four and a half point favorites. Uh, the uh, over-under is at 46, and the Colts are minus 225. Um, or, I'm sorry, the Jags are minus 225, Colts plus 185. And this game should be fun because you get to see the Jags, the team that I'm pretty high on this year, going out there and playing. Um, yeah, we, we both liked them a lot last year. I think we both like them a lot this year. And uh, I'm going to go with one of my bets, just like the Niners, uh, Steelers under. I'm going Jags minus four and a half. I don't know why the line's like this. I think the line should be more to like five and a half, six and a half. Um, I would go even further than that. I would exactly. Go I mean, yeah, so I'll, I'll take it. I mean, we don't know what Anthony Richardson is. He could be filthy. So maybe that's the reasoning there. But I like the Jags. I think the Colts might be a bottom six, five, six team. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm going Jags here. Jags minus four and a half. Lock that in. Yeah, unless Anthony Richardson just goes out there and just goes off like, what's a good comparison? Like Cam Newton. Cam Newton in his first few first few games. Oh, his first his few games. Year, yeah, yeah. When he just absolutely went off. Unless Anthony Richardson does something like that, I don't. I don't see any way that the Colts don't lose by at least two scores. I think that the Jags could uh, could put their foot up their ass. I think they could blow them out. Okay, then we're going to a better game, much better game, maybe even game of the week. I've been saying this a little bit. I think I got another one that I'm going to say it for, for sure. But 
Bengals, Browns. Um, you got the Bengals, our two-point favorites, and the over-under at 47.5, pretty high. And the Bengals yep. are minus 130, Browns plus 110, pretty much almost a pick em. And uh, I'm going with the Bengals, but I think that the Browns, they have something in there that they could be special this year. You know, it really just kind of rides on Deshaun. And if these weapons are um, good enough to bring the best out of Deshaun, uh, the one reason why I'd kind of lean that it's going to be a closer game and that the Browns could pull it off, even though I'm going Bengals, is because Burrow usually struggles week one. Uh, and at least, you know, early in the year, uh, mm-hmm. we just I I just saw an interview with Kevin Clark on the Greenlight podcast where he's saying that one of the things that Joe Burrow was saying was it takes him a while to get his depth perception uh, on the field. And it only only comes from in-game, you know, full speed playing. So uh, a couple of weeks in and, and he said that it kind of just not necessarily on purpose, but it primes him for later in the year when it matters most, when the games are more important, and that's when he's perfectly dialed in. So, you know, going by that kind of idea and that thought process, I'm going to say that the Bengals are going to win, but it's going to be a close game. Yeah, and you kind of took the – you kind of said what I was going to say, just I'm going to flip it a little bit. For all the reasons that you just mentioned with Burrow struggling, especially week one, he he really does have a lot of trouble um, early in seasons, but especially week one. We saw it a lot last year as well. I'm going to take the Browns to win. Really? Um, there yeah, we go. I also, I also think that it's the most Cleveland thing ever to beat Joe Burrow in week one and get your fan base wildly excited and then proceed to go 6-11. and 11. So for that reason as well, I'm going to take the Browns in this game. But all jokes aside, like Cleveland does have a very talented roster. Um, obviously, you got guys like Nick Chubb, uh, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper. Um, in Joku, so their offense is stacked all over the place, even with a good online. I just think that the nature of that division is is too good. It's too good of a division. Um, so I'm gonna have I I still have the Browns finishing last, but I have um I have them winning uh week one. Uh, a bet for me, another big prop bet. Uh, anything to do with Nick Chubb rushing yards or rushing touchdowns, I would hammer uh Nick Chubb's props this weekend. All right, I like that. Going on to the next game, Titans-Saints. Titans are three-point underdogs, Saints three-point favorites. 42 is the over-under. Titans are plus 124, Saints minus 148. I'm going Saints. I think that they could be great. I'm pretty sure Keyshawn Johnson took them to win the Super Bowl on on the Seuded. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. I don't know how much I agree with that, but I do think the Saints have the potential to be really surprising. Um, but I think it more so lies with the Titans. I don't believe in them this year. I like mm-hmm. Rabel a lot as a coach. Just respect them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing for me, though, is, you know, they might be headed towards their rebuild. I think Derrick Henry's, yeah. con- yeah. Henry's contract is up after this year. They don't know what to do with Tannehill. He's probably going to get traded to a team that could use a backup or maybe a, a piece, uh, you know, near the deadline. Derrick Henry might go too. If they're not going to re-sign him, they might trade him, you know? If if they're struggling mid-season, I think that they should trade Derrick Henry because you'll be able to get a haul for for him um, from maybe a team like we just saw it last night, a team like the Chiefs. Like, they they can't get anything going. If they're not going to go the wide receiver route, you might as well go after a huge back. And and what bigger back is there in the league than Derrick Henry in terms of of reputation – in terms yeah. of play style, in terms of 
uh, past production. Um, sorry to cut Agreed. you off there, just to build no, off no. Of what you're saying. No, I agree. And and a team that you know I might even look at even heavier. I mean, if the Eagles are knocking on the door and they're just like, mm-hmm. screw it, screw it, mm-hmm. let's go get one of the best backs yeah. we've seen in years, you know, yeah. and just let him go for. 150 and two a game and just light the league on fire. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going Saints here. Uh, it's more so because I don't really believe in the Titans, but Brable's a great coach. So we'll see what will happen with that. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to have a very productive season. Um, I see him passing for over 4,000 yards, anywhere between 28 to 32 touchdowns, um, somewhere in that range. Um, very mm-hmm. typical. Derek Carr in his prime on the Raiders type of season. I think that his offense is set up for him to to play like he did in his best years in in Oakland, now Vegas. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with um, the Saints this weekend. Another prop bet. Here it comes. Michael yeah. Thomas touchdown. The return okay. of the past reception. Slant boy. Michael Thomas. I'm going to go with the, the slant <laughs> boy to catch a slant going into the end zone, actually. Yeah. That's that's how I have I love touching. it. I love it. Um, Panthers, Falcons. Panthers are three and a half point underdogs. Falcons, three and a half point favorites. 39 and a half is the over-under. Over-under. Falcons are minus 192 here. I like the Falcons money line minus 192 here. Uh, I might even go Falcons minus three and a half. Um, that's one of the picks that I'm kind of iffy on, uh, but I am taking Falcons money line here. Not super, not super confident just because, you know, what if Bryce, Bryce Young plays great, new coaching staff in Carolina. You know, we'll see. You know, it's week one for a reason. We got to see. But the Falcons have a lot of, lot of potential, really good roster. And uh, one thing I've been seeing a lot actually, in all these Madden franchises, they're winning the Super Bowl or making it to the Super Bowl in their first in the first year of the Sim. So like Madden thinks they're good. Like that roster's got to be somewhat good. Maybe Ritter's well, the Madden's, answer. Madden's also all uh, awful. So there's really uh, there's that there's that. Um, I'm actually I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I think that Frank Reich and Bryce Young find some magic in Week One. I don't think it lasts very long, but I think they come out with a good game plan. I think both of these teams are just so shitty. I know that the Falcons have a lot of talent. It's like quarterback situation to me. Yeah. I don't believe in any of their quarterbacks. I really don't. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I think that it's I respect uh, that pick. I do. I think this is, I think this is the worst game of the week on paper, at least. Um, I think <laughs> that you have playmakers on both sides, so we'll see. Um, but I don't know. I, I would go with Bryce Young over, over one and a half touchdowns. I think he has, even if they get blown out, I think he gets two touchdowns in the air. So one of the last year, I, I think it was later in the year, uh, this is the matchup where the Panthers kicker missed, I think, a gimme field goal. Oh, no, an extra point on that bomb touchdown to DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then they came back in OT, and I think they missed like a 40, 50-yard field goal that would have won in OT. And then Young Hoku, um, drilled the game-winning field goal. So yeah. this, this should be interesting because that game was high-scoring. That game was uh, pretty crazy. Honestly, minus – I mean, uh, 39.5 over-under is pretty low. That's a for, pretty good uh, line. That's a pretty good line for this, for the over-under. Yeah. Um, 
I'm actually writing that down now. I mean, maybe get some action on that. <laughs> we're giving uh, you're, you're giving yourself tips in this in this podcast. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. Then let's go to the four o'clock games. The big one here. Eagles, Pats. Uh, Patriots are four point underdogs. Eagles four point favorites. Forty five points is the over under. Eagles are minus one ninety eight favorites, and Patriots are plus one sixty four. Uh, I'll let you take the stage first, then. Oh, yeah. Um, Pats plus four and a half is the biggest lock of the week. If you think that they get – if you think they're losing this game, you're insane. But if you think that they're uh, getting blown out in this game and losing by more than a field goal, you're fucking nuts. Um, I think that Bill Belichick has had this game circled for, what, nine months now? I think he's been game planning for this game specifically. I think he's been trying yep. to figure out the Eagles' offense specifically. Yep. Um, I think yep. Sirianni's yep. a boob of a coach. I think Sirianni's a joke. Um, the yep. only eagle I respect is Jason Kelsey. Um, everyone from Philadelphia, you're all losers. You're not winning in week one. Your city's based what on What about that brother, Devonta Smith? I like Devonta Smith, but I, I, I'll, respect him more if, I'll respect him more if he's on the Patriots and reunites with his quarterback, who you know he likes more than his current quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Pats. The one thing that scares me is the ability uh, that the Eagles have to rush the passer and the question marks that are on the O-line of the Patriots. But... I think they have the, – listen, the Pats have a lot of talent on their O-line. They have uh, more than capable talent on their O-line. They yeah. just haven't played enough uh, through training camp to find that cohesion. Hopefully they find that uh, before Sunday, but I'm going to go with the Pats. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. Pats money line, or are you just taking them plus four? Both. I'll parlay them. Let's try. Maybe, maybe sprinkle in Mac Jones over one and a half passing touchdowns. I love that. Um, so I've thought about this game a lot. Um, and, you know, the public opinion has kind of went more so on the Patriots side recently. And, uh, you know, it's got me believing. But at the same time, I just look at that pass rush of theirs. I mean, you get the interior pressure from Jalen Carter. And um, and uh, why am I forgetting his name right now? Um, from last, last season's draft pick. Uh, the other Georgia guy. Um, it'll come back to me. And and then on the other side, and then on the outside, you're getting pressure from Hassan Reddick. You're getting pressure from, you know, the, the classic guys, Fletcher Cox, whoever it is. Um, this is a pass rush that's so deep and so, like, dangerous. Um, yeah. I, it's one of those things where it kind of worries me uh, in terms of, you know, how can this O-line stop them? And I don't think the O-line's bad at all. I just don't know if we can make, you know, yeah, they, enough the thing about to, it is to stop that, them. The thing about it is that the, the O-line for the Pats has their toughest matchup of the year in week one when they haven't had yeah. the reps that were that's, really that's necessary what worries me. throughout training camp. Uh, same for me. That's the biggest worry I have for this game. Um, but also, there's a recent stat, Aiden, that something like the last 10 Super Bowl runner-ups have not been able to cover the spread in week one. So if you like that little that. stat. Um, and also... As as we said last week, or I said last week, I think the Eagles are going to get hit with a bit of a hangover in the first eight games. And I think it's first going to show up at Gillette Stadium on opening day. You're going to have Tom Brady and the other Patriots legends in attendance. It's Tom Brady day. They're likely going to retire his number. Uh, The stadium's going to be freaking buzzing. Um, It's going to be the loudest Gillette's ever been. The new renovations. People are kind of buying back into this team after last season's horrible year. People are loving the moves with Bill O'Brien and the newer additions on both the offense and defense. 
Bill seems invigorated. He seems ready to go again. Uh, he just left his girl. He's ready to go. Bill revenge tour, Patriots revenge tour, on their way to a 17-0 season. Last time, the <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. The last time oh, yeah. that Bill went through a breakup before season was 2006. <laughs> 2007, we all know what happened. We all know what happened. So, And now they have a better see. quarterback. Now they have a better quarterback. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, um, it's just going to be easier. Uh, the guy I was thinking about before, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, Jalen yep. Carter. Two big men right there. You know, that's tough in the interior right there. And it just gets better the on the outside. Biggest the biggest <laughs> three, the two biggest of men. Um, so with that said, I, uh, you know, it's tough because it's me and my Weagles from last year and me and my Pats um, from, you, left Pats you know. Nation last year, and you need to, you need to apply for a new member <laughs> for Pats Nation. It's expired. My membership expired. It expired. Um, as soon as you hopped over to the Weagles bandwagon, I took and I cut it with a piece of scissors, threw it out in the trash. You need a new one. You need to file for a new one. Uh, send um, it to Robert Kraft's office. I'm pretty sure Jonathan looks over it, and then I have the stamp oh, of approval. So, so we'll see how it you, goes. Oh, you get the stamp. You. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah they, hopefully that goes through. <laughs> they text me all the time. They're like, what do you think we should do? I'm like, listen, just let Mac air it out. Um, <laughs> just let him do his thing. You know how they used to say – let Russ cook. Let Mac cook. Let Mac do his thing. Michael McCorkle Jones. Um, all the hate he got last season. I hope it. Uh, I hope they keep that same energy, and I hope it's all reciprocated with compliments after this season and the great year he's going to have. Yeah, um, I'm going to renew my new membership to Pat's Nathan with well, a you, plus, you with a plus four. Bet. I'm going to well, take them plus apply. four. All right, I'm going to apply with the plus four. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the Eagles might win, but I think it's going to be real close. Maybe a one-point uh, win, but maybe game of the game. week, as I said again. I see this game being a field goal game either way. Yeah, I could see it being a really good game. I'm excited for it. Uh, moving on, next game, Dolphins, Chargers. Chargers are three-point favorites. Over-unders at 51. You know, these two teams have lit it up before uh, in the past. Maybe something to look at for that uh, over, even though it is high, maybe the highest of the week. Uh, plus 140 underdogs for the Dolphins, minus 166 for the Chargers. I think the Finns keep it close. I think the Chargers with Justin Herbert finish it off. I think the Chargers win. But this is, I think this is one of the more evenly matched games of the week in terms of, you know, other than that quarterback position, they're pretty fairly matched up, you know, all throughout that team. Yeah, and the thing I love that you included there was outside of the quarterback position because anyone with a brain yeah. cell knows that Justin Herbert is far better than Tua, who is the most overrated football player I have ever seen in my life. I don't know how people are treating him like he's Joe Montana or Patrick Mahomes or Peyton Manning or Steve Young or Tom Brady or Brett Favre <laughs> combined, which he somehow is apparently. Um, yeah, I – I think two is another guy. I don't respect him, and I think he's a joke. So I'm going to go with the Chargers actually winning this game by 15 points. I think they kind of oh kick God. the shit out of the Dolphins. Um, I think Tua gets benched by the fourth quarter after his fourth oh interception. I'm just kidding. I think that the Chargers win a close game. Um, I well, I'm not kidding about not respecting Tua. I don't respect Tua, but I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers win a close game. Um, as you said, I think the Finns keep it close until Herbert and that offense kind of 
take off in the fourth quarter and kind of kind of put the game away, let their pass rush uh, do the job in the fourth quarter with that lead. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Another prop bet, Justin Herbert, three passing touchdowns this week. I think we might see a bit of a shootout. Boom. All right. I love the shootout. Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks are five-point favorites. Rams are plus five. 46 is the over-under for this one. And the Seahawks are minus 230. Rams plus 190. Um, I think this is a little bit of uh, a joke line. I think the Seahawks minus five. One of my favorite bets of the week. Yeah. Um, I like the Seahawks, yeah. and I also think that they could. I think they could be great this year. I think there's potential there. I see some people mm-hmm. even taking them to win the division, but I think it more so lies on the Rams might be rebuilding. Cooper Cup most likely probably going to be on IR. Um, I don't think they're that good. I really don't think they're that good. The talent's not there. It's really Aaron Donald and uh, and a Matthew Stafford that doesn't want to be there. You know, that's all that's yeah. really there for that yeah. team. So. Uh, I'm going Seahawks minus five. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think the Rams are in store for a disastrous season. Um, I, I And I kind of feel bad because I do love Cooper Cup and I do love Matt Stafford. Um, I, I remember watching, well, obviously I remember it was only two years ago, but watching them in that Super Bowl run was so electric. They were so fun to watch. Um, yeah. Matt Stafford leaving Detroit, going to L.A. was such a good story. Um, and then getting the job done right away was just, it was unreal to watch. It was surreal to see. Um, but I have to agree with you. Um, I think Gino's going to prove that he is legit um, and that he is the field general of that Seahawks offense. Um, and Pete Carroll keeps impressing me. I know that obviously a lot of people were saying that he wouldn't, he wouldn't really uh, find the success uh, with that he had with Russ without him. And he's, yeah. so far, I know it's only been one season, but he's proven that so wrong. Um, so, yeah, same thing as you. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover uh, in that game. I, I think that's such a joke that it's only five points. I, I think they should be favored by 10 points. Uh, agreed. Packers, Bears, Bears minus one and a half. 41 and a half is the over under there. Packers are plus 105 underdogs. Bears are minus 125 favorites. I'm going Bears. I think this is close, just like the line shows. The Packers are without Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs are receiver wide receiver two and their second weapon uh, outside of the running back core. Uh, he's also questionable. Most likely will pe- play, but he's not 100%. I think the Bears win just because they're healthier, and I actually like the Bears this year, so Bears. Yeah, I don't like the Bears, but for the injuries that you just li- listed on the Packers' side, I'm going to go with the Bears. If the Packers were completely healthy, I would 100% take them to win this game because I think the Bears kind of suck, and I think Justin Fields is a horrendous quarterback. Um, But for the reasons that you just mentioned, I'm going to take the Bears. I see them winning by at least three points. Um, But I think this is another game. A lot of potential for this game to be really sloppy and kind of a tough watch. So if you... uh, Possible, if you can yeah. watch your, your local market game over this one, I would highly suggest doing that. <laughs> uh, Raiders-Broncos, another game that I think might get sloppy. Broncos are minus 3.5 point favorites. 43.5 or forty three and a half is uh, over-under, and the Broncos are minus 180. I think the Broncos win this one. You know, Sean Payton's back. Uh, I think that there's it's going to be a little sloppy. I think Javante Williams um, will do a lot of the heavy lifting even after that. <laughs> injury that he suffered last year uh, I'm hoping he's back I got him on my fantasy team and uh, I don't really believe in the Raiders to be honest I know uh, Jared Judy's uh, I don't think he's supposed to play I think I'm pretty sure he's out Portland Sutton I've always liked 
but you know, I'm kind of waiting for him to just show me what I've been thinking he's going to do, and he hasn't really done it necessarily. But I'm going Broncos. I think the Raiders might be a dumpster fire. Yeah, I, all the stuff going on. We've seen this stuff with Chandler Jones and the Raiders, how yeah, bizarre that very situation is right now. He's been ruled out, I think, as well. Yeah, I know he's not playing, um, but there's just a lot of drama around the Raiders. Like, McDaniels, come on. I, I supported you for so many years. What are you doing? I used to root for him to get a head coach. I used to root for him to become our head coach when Bill was ready to retire. Um, but clearly he's not equipped to control an organization the way that great head coaches are. Um, he's just meant to be uh, an offensive coordinator, which he's phenomenal at. I'm not taking anything away from that. He's great at that part of the job. Um, but I'm going to take Juicy Fruit Sean Payton and danger us to ride into the sunset. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's get it done for the man Peyton Manning. Uh, who will be rooting for them on Sunday. <laughs> All right. Uh, 8-20, Sunday night game. We've got Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. 45-and-a-half is the over-under. Cowboys are minus 170 favorites, and the Giants are plus 142. I'm going Cowboys here. I think it's a close game. I think mm-hmm. this might just be – I know I've said it 20 times. This might just be game of the week. Uh <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of them. Is this not like the best week one you've ever seen? Or, or it's it's a pretty stacked up. And the next really game matchups in week one. The next game is just as good as well. Um, yeah. I'm going Cowboys here. I think it's a close game. I just think the Cowboys have more talent uh, through and through. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good watch though. I'm I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, yeah. Darren Waller is a questionable, I believe now. Oh, wow. I think they're unsure of whether he's gonna play. So if he was healthy, I was honestly leaning G-Men in this one. Um, but since he's out, uh, I don't think that the Giants offense has the explosiveness that's required to beat this Cowboys defense. Um, and I think that McCarthy is going to do a good job calling the plays this year. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. And then Monday night, Bills, Jets, Bills minus two and a half, Jets plus two and a half, 45 and a half is the over under plus 114 underdogs are the Jets and Bills are favored at minus 135. I think the Jets win. I think they come out and they they're not they don't dominate, but they're dominant. I think they're very solid. They execute pretty well and I think they put the league on notice. People start to take them seriously. I think the Bills win by two scores. I think oh, that wow. this is I think it was honestly I think it was wrong. Like I'm not even messing around. I think it was wrong on the NFL's part to put the Jets in this kind of matchup in week one when you're adding in a new quarterback to a whole new situation. And I hate the guy. Like, I want him to go out there and just get ruined for 60 minutes. But this is honestly, like, this is sabotage to just put them against, what, the second or third best team in the AFC, a lot of people think, in week one? Like, I think that's... I think that the Jets are going to be biting off more than they can chew in this one. I think the Jets are coming in extremely cocky. I don't think that they have the, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that they're a little, a little too confident. Um, they're kind of, they're loving themselves just a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good thing that I think they're going to get just absolutely not blown out, but they're going to get manhandled a bit in week one because I want to see how Aaron Rodgers responds now that everything isn't perfect, um, people in the Jets organization aren't just blowing him in hard knocks now. It's, it's about put up or shut up now, and you actually have to do a job. It isn't just about people like your job. Looking, at, looking at you in awe as if you throw 
as you throw a football five yards. Like, okay, I'm sorry you had to watch Zach Wilson, and now you're just seeing an average Aaron Rodgers who isn't close to what he used to be. I'll say that right now. He is not close to what he used to be. But the Jets don't need him to be uh, close to what he used to be for things to go well for them. But outside of that, I'm going to take the Bills to win this game, and I'm interested to see uh, the New York media and the rest of uh, national media completely overreact when the Jets could very well be fine even after this loss. All right, and then to wrap it up, we're going to talk briefly about this Thursday night football game that just happened last night. Lions win against the Chiefs, the defending champs, 21-20. to uh, You know, floppy game. Uh, yeah. Still felt great that the NFL was back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I loved loved the watch. Uh, you know, good good moments. Exciting. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Poorly coached on both sides. Yeah, agreed. Um, I guess a couple takeaways. Uh, Jared Goff. I think he looks insanely accurate. I think some good. of the passes, he, some of the passes he, he was making. I saw he missed uh, one read. I think Amon Ra had a wide open touchdown. Um, whatever ha- happens, he still made the completion that that he play. He missed one at the end of the um, first half as well to set up a field goal attempt. Yes, it was it. Yes, that was the uh, near the sidelines. Yes, that one. Yes, yeah. Uh, but you know, played a pretty solid game. Uh, you know, he's proven himself to be a solid quarterback in this league this yep. year and last. Yep. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, wish he got some more use because he looks so exciting. Uh, to to really when he gets the ball, he's like a ball of energy. Uh, David yeah. Montgomery did his job. Uh, yep. seventy four and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds, I've loved this guy for a couple of years now. Last year, he was so underrated. He had a really good game, four, four receptions for 80 yards, solid. Uh, Amon Ra did his thing. Uh, Laporta looks like he's going to be a third down guy. Yeah, Laporta looks like a good third down guy for them as well. On the Chiefs' side, um, obviously Mahomes did not have many weapons. Wait, Aiden, uh, you, for, you forgot yeah. to mention the Lions' best player. Who do we got? Kadarius Tony. <laughs> he was great for the Lions last night. You forgot yeah, to mention right. him. You're right. He, you gave him listen, a touchdown. Kadarius Tony, uh, Pro Bowl representative out of the NFC for uh, your Detroit Lions. Um, he was great last <laughs> night in the secondary, batting down all of the Chiefs' passes. He was in Mahomes' head all night. He was all over him. Uh, he couldn't complete a pass against him. Good for him. He, he is he is becoming the best cornerback in the NFL. <laughs> he was great. Uh, he was great. That was... Uh... Scary, scary <laughs> showing if you're Mahomes, seeing that's your receiving core. You know what I mean? Um, they, did, they did not address the receiving core. And I was talking to our friend Jason last night. And he, I was saying to him, listen, I understand that Juju Smith-Schuster is not a great receiver, really, by any means. He's He used to be, but not anymore. He's not what he used to be. But at the same time, he was your best and most productive receiver a year ago, if you're the Chiefs, and you took a very weak position and you allowed it to get worse, how can you let that happen if you're the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs? They didn't address the issue at all, and it showed last night. You can't rely on Kelsey to get 15 targets for 12 catches and 110 yards every week. You just can't do yeah. it. I agree. Um, Mahomes loved the team in rushing. Obviously, love the team in passing. Uh, receiving yep. wise, they shared it 
around like it was crazy. Two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven people on that team caught a pass. Um, none of them caught, you know, more than four. They just spread it out. It Nobody insane. really played great. Mahomes a lot of drops. Great. Mahomes had four or five bad throws, like four or five bad ones that he wouldn't usually miss. But every other one was just in people's hands, on their chest, yeah. right on the numbers. Yeah, and they just I, couldn't yeah. catch a freaking thing. It was, it was uh-huh. awful. I felt bad for him. For the first time ever, I felt bad for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, um, this, this had fades of like when Brady would go out there and Edelman was hurt yeah. and Gronk was hurt yeah. and he was thrown yeah. to Hogan and, and a banged well, up Amendola and, and a LaFell, you know. The only difference is that when that was the case, he was winning AFC Championship games against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So yeah, that's exactly. There on that one. No, that's that's exactly, and and all the boo hooing and, and stuff. I mean, <laughs> let's let's settle let's settle uh, it listen, down. All right. I can say very objective about this because I first and foremost I am a Peyton Manning fan. He is my guy. He's my favorite player ever. <laughs> when Tom Brady, when when a Patriots fan brings up the fact that Tom Brady at times had horrible weapons to work with. It's like, oh, oh, Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. All right, you didn't watch the 10 years before that, apparently. And then they're like, Randy Moss. All right, he literally played a subtotal of about 45 games for the Patriots. So, I mean, yeah, sure, he had Randy Moss for half a second and then Gronk in and out of the lineup for eight years. Before that, when he won his first three Super Bowls, he was throwing to me and you. He was throwing to nobody, so... (laughs) Um, you're yeah, right. But now no, that Mahomes right. has a little bit of trouble, uh, the whole nation's up in arms. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just like people to stay consistent. I think that's what I'm looking for here, looking for here is a bit of consistency. Agreed. All right. Well, I mean, I think this wraps up a really solid week one picks, predictions, and bets. Uh, stay tuned for week two. We'll be coming up every Friday. We'll be recording, probably putting it up every Saturday for you guys. Uh, Follow us on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Tipsy Tailgate Media, Tipsy Tailgate. Um, Thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. See you.